Welcome to the Basic Money Matters Show, where we take the complicated financial parts of your life and business and make it easy for you to understand. We discuss tools and tips to help you manage your personal and business finances. Are you ready to get your finances in order? Well, I am your host, Annette Sullivan, Certified Public Accountant and CEO of Temple Management Consulting. And I am very thrilled that you have joined us today for this show. The title of this show is The Traits of a Good Investor and How Women Can Make the Most of Them. We're going to chat a bit about women as investors. The Traits of a Good Investor and How Women Can Make the Most of Them. Now, many women manage their own money. This includes women who have been doing so for a long time and also those women who are fairly new to the world of investing for whatever reason. So regardless of your level of investing experience, there are certain investor traits that can prove advantageous for you. Such traits as patience, hmm, a willingness to confront, and a willingness for us to deal with our mistakes. Also, being able to uh, recognize when we need help, this can benefit our portfolio returns, recognizing when we need help. Even risk aversion. Sometimes a problem for women who are concerned about their ability to invest. What is risk aversion? I hear you ask that question. Risk aversion or risk averse is someone who is more inclined to deal with something in this case, an investment that is more predictable or have um, less uncertainty than something that is less predictable. So, for example, if you're risk invest, if you're risk averse, you will likely probably uh, invest in more conservative. Uh, maybe put your money in a bank account, savings account, uh, money market, stable things that you can more predict rather than the volatility of the stock market. That's risk averse. Now, while um, it may be more predictable and a little bit more guaranteed, the payoffs or the returns won't be as high as someone who is not as risk averse. I just wanted to define that early on. So let's talk about these traits uh, of a good investor and how we women can make the most of them. Now, men, please don't leave because these do apply to you as well. Knowledge. Do you feel that you aren't as knowledgeable as you should be about investing? Well, more than, like you, more than likely you're in good company. There are a lot of people who know less than they should 
but they're not willing to recognize or admit it. And as a result, their investment portfolio may suffer. The key is recognizing what you don't know. And guess what? That's an asset. And not only when it comes to investing. Actually, that's true when it comes to life. Recognizing what we don't know and seeking to find out or get the help in that area that we need. We have to be willing to ask questions and understand some basics. It will serve you better than sticking your head in the sand. Also, being a good investor, it doesn't mean you're going to do all the work yourself. Right? A financial professional can help you maybe set strategy. They can help you select specific investments, monitor your performance, and, you know, make whatever adjustments are necessary depending on your circumstances. There's no assurance that working with a financial professional will improve investment results, but they certainly can partner with you to help you in the areas that you need. Making mistakes, number two. If you make a mistake, can you admit and deal with it? Now, remember, we're talking about investing. Many investors' portfolios, they've suffered because we fail to recognize an investing mistake and deal with it. We all make mistakes. We just need to recognize it and deal with it. And instead, persons owning uh, an investment portfolio, maybe you bought the wrong stock and it just is not doing well at all. Someone may, you know, tend to want to just hang on to it, waiting for some type of turnaround that may never come. Look it in the eye for what it is and do your research. And if you need to deal with that, make some changes, sell it, whatever it may be, do so. Good investors know how to take profits. Great investors know how to take losses. That's a saying. There's never been an investor who hasn't experienced losses. Everyone does. Those that are smart ones will follow a discipline that helps them know not only when to buy, but also when to sell an investment. Or if something isn't working, your strategy, a smart investor would know that it's time to adjust that strategy. So that's number two, and that is analyzing the mistakes and dealing with them appropriately. Number three, trait, risk averse. You need to know, are you risk averse and are you risk averse in the right way? What does that mean? When people feel unsure about their investing skills, sometimes they take the path of least resistance and may invest very conservatively, meaning like invest money in like like 
portfolios or uh, an account that's earning 0.00002% very conservatively. In some cases, this can be helpful. For example, you know, obviously you want to avoid big risky bets if you are a risk averse person. But you have to keep in mind that if you're ultra conservative, you can drag down your portfolio and um, not get the returns that you really need to have depending upon your situation. So if your goals are to get as many returns as possible over a certain time horizon, then you have to have a strategy around that. You can't be too afraid of making a mistake. Being unaware of how inflation can affect your investment returns or how to balance various types of risks can leave you vulnerable to a shortfall in your retirement savings or some of your other financial goals. So be aware of how inflation can affect your returns or how to balance your various risks. Now, we don't have to become a financial wizard to understand principles that can help us manage risk. For those who have children, we know before we even had children that having a child involves many risks, but it's the rare parent who knows everything before they even have that child. You just go ahead, you take the plunge, and you learn as you go. You prepare as best you can and improve as you go along. And it's the same thing with investing. All investing involves risk. And that risk includes the risk of losing the money you put in, your principal. And there can be no guarantee that any investment strategy will be successful. But maybe the biggest risk of all is not taking the steps needed for you to secure your financial future. That's more risky than anything. We all want to in retirement, uh, be comfortable, but it requires a plan and it requires uh, steps towards that direction. Number four, patience. Can you be patient? Excessive trading is costly. And that has historically been one of the reasons that individual investors often underperform, underperform the stock market as a whole. You can't beat the market. A portfolio is or should be a means to an end. Your investment portfolio is not a competitive sport. It's a way to pursue your financial goals rather than a measure of self-worth, or a way to brag about how you beat the market. Your portfolio is simply a means to an end, and whatever that end is for you. 
you're not going to beat the market. Next, potential investments. Well, the odds are that you probably buy a lot of stuff every day or maybe every week. That means you have a lot of opportunity to observe what products are out there and how everybody around you is essentially responding to new products or products that's been around for a while. What I'm saying is that everyday life can be a really rich source of information that can be applied to investments. For example, if all of your friends seem to be running over to a new retailer to buy a certain type of product, well, you might be seeing some type of emerging, emerging trend or a company whose value hasn't yet been recognized by Wall Street. That's maybe a potential opportunity. Now, that doesn't mean you should invest without additional research, of course, but your own daily experience can provide some suggestions and ideas to explore. Keep your eyes open. Conversely, if you notice that some type of trendy item that was really, really hot last year now seems to be pretty much not any good, it's for sale, it's in clearance bins, you might want to see whether that stock is a candidate for sale. The point is, just take stock and note around you, just with your daily, everyday living, uh, there are potential investments right around you. Next, step up your game. If you are afraid to make decisions because you don't know a mutual fund from an exchange traded fund, four things. Number one, get some basic information. How your retirement plan at work might provide educational materials or assistance. And there are plenty of books magazines, and websites that can help. Don't be afraid to talk to friends who may have similar questions, but do your own research too. If you're afraid to make decisions because you don't know, for example, a mutual fund from an exchange-traded fund, then take baby steps and learn as you go. You don't have to do everything at once. Even a small step is better than none. Don't postpone getting started. The longer you wait, the fewer options you may have. Even if you don't make your own financial decisions now, the odds are good that you may someday have to do so. Being afraid to make decisions because you don't know everything. No one knows everything. But recognize that you're not alone. Others may have the same fears or doubts as you about their investing abilities. You're not alone. 
once again, we're talking about stepping up our game. So if you've already started working towards your goals, but you're not sure if you are on track, clarify your investing goals. Look at them again. Look at what your time horizon is and your level of risk tolerance. And make sure that you are properly diversified. Diversified meaning various types of investments. So if one goes up, the other one may go down. One goes down, the other one may go up. If you're not sure how your money is invested, get whatever help you need to develop an asset allocation strategy that's appropriate for your goals and your risk tolerance. People, make sure your expectations for the return on your money, make sure they are both realistic and that they are sufficient to give you the best chance of achieving your goals. Don't focus solely on risk, but also focus on the potential reward and ways to try to manage risk. And remember that an investment's past performance is no guarantee of its future results. Some investments offer potential growth. Some focus on protection of your initial investment. And some investments provide regular income payments. So, like, for example, if you're investing uh, in a stock, a singular stock, you may get uh, uh, your dividend checks. It all depends. Understand what you own and what role each of those investments fills in your portfolio. Though asset allocation and diversification, they can't guarantee a profit, neither can they eliminate potential loss, they can help you manage the types and manage the levels of risk you take. So an investment club can be a way to explore investing in a social setting. The National Association of Investors Corporation can help you either start or find one. If you are money savvy, and I hope that uh, many of you are, to ensure that you are making the most of your money, you should consider benchmarking the performance of your investments and your portfolio as a whole against some other model portfolio or relevant index. What do I really mean by that? So you, you look at how well uh, your portfolio is doing, if it's earning, I don't know, 10%, it earned 10% last year. You can look at uh, uh, an index, uh, one of the market indexes, and see how well they did or some other models or standard portfolio. Basically, benchmarking is comparing. So if 
these the index or everybody else's or model portfolios uh, last year earned 18% and yours was 10%, then that should cause you to take another look at maybe uh, what you're doing. But that could still be fine with you if you're more risk averse. You know, life circumstances changes for all of us. We all have different things that happen over the years. We may marry, we may divorce, uh, just changes in our life may dictate that we change our asset allocations, how we diversify, how we, you know, our investment portfolio. So make sure that you are changing with life changes. There should be a regular look at our asset allocation, our investment portfolio. We should never just let it sit there year after year after year and not pay attention to it. Don't underestimate the impact of taxes, fees, expenses, and trading costs on the performance of your portfolio. If you are blessed enough to have uh, amassed uh, substantial assets, you might benefit from expert help in dealing with issues such as taxes. Uh, That help can also help you with estate planning and asset protection if you have amassed a certain amount of assets. We all have to have a game plan to keep ourselves from panicking when the markets are volatile. When the market is going down or has gone down like it did earlier or had uh, first six months of 2022, it was a little scary. I think there has been some amount of rebound, not to the degree of where it was in 2021, But depending on your time horizon, your age, your plans, if you're on the younger side and you have more time, you must learn to be patient. Ride it out if you can. You can't beat the market. When we equip ourselves, to pursue our financial goals, meaning we educate ourselves, we seek assistance with uh, professionals, we read, whatever we learn, we grow in this area. The time that we're taking to do that truly is time that is well invested. Before investing in a mutual fund or exchange-traded fund, carefully consider the investment objective of those funds. And you should also carefully consider the risks of the funds, the fees that will be charged, and expenses. All of this information can be found in the prospectus 
the prospectus basically is a document that tells you everything you need to know about that particular investment. So if you look in that prospectus, all that information is available about that fund. Read it carefully before investing. One of the best things that you can do for yourself and your family is to be prepared to manage your finances responsibly. And that's not just for you, it's for your family. Preparation. Even if you see investing as overwhelming or complicated or maybe even boring, you need to know the basics behind a well-thought-out investment strategy. Well, at least enough to protect yourself from fraud or communicate effectively with a finance professional or, or, or your spouse who may have more information than yourself. So being familiar with these following concepts, there's some concepts that if uh, we're familiar with, it can equip us as women to be a smarter investor. So let's try to be familiar with some of these concepts so we can be smarter investors. We need to be familiar with the roles of what we call income, growth, and safety in a portfolio, in, in, a, in a portfolio, and which investments focus on each one. You may have some investments that are income investments, some that are growth, and some that are safety. Okay, growth Investments tend to be more risky. They will return, typically may give you higher returns if, it's, if things are going very well. Uh, safety investments are those that just that, just what it says, those that are more safe, less risky, but likely will give you a far less returns than a growth investment. Income investments typically will provide some, some type of income to you, checks along the way, essentially. Dividends, interest, whatever it might be. We're talking about being familiar with some more concepts so that we can be a smarter investor. Well, let's get familiar with the benefits of diversification. So write that down, diversification. What does that really mean as it pertains to investing? Let's be familiar with the process of deciding how much to devote to each asset class, or what we call asset allocation. Be familiar with the concept of risk tolerance, how you how much risk tolerance do you have and your time horizon, how your time horizon can affect it. Be familiar with the concepts around the difference between mutual funds and individual securities. 
certainly we must be familiar uh, with the concept about uh, what returns you would need to reach your goals. If your goal is to have a million dollars in a retirement fund by the time you are X years old, and that is 30 years out, you've got to have a, a plan to get there. And, and that plan should involve what type of return. And there are calculators out there to help you to get there, how much you need to put away, how often, and what type of returns, percentages you need to achieve in order to get that million dollars. Be familiar with how much you will need to save for retirement again. Also, you need to be familiar with how much income you want your assets to generate in retirement. When you're retiring, ideally, we would be living off of the income that the retirement assets will generate and not the principal. In the real world, many of us will need to draw on that principle, but it's the, it's, if the principle is high enough, the income can be high enough to live off of each year. So let's say if you want to generate $30,000 of interest and dividends or gains each year to live off in retirement, you'd need to know generally what that principal, uh, those retirement assets need to be. And finally, you need to be familiar with the role of various financial vehicles, such as 401ks and IRAs. Now, I know this seems like uh, a lot of information in one sitting as it relates to investments, but these are just traits to consider so that we can be uh, savvy, smarter, and uh, consider a good investor. It just starts with um, recognizing what we know and what we don't know and going out to gain the information that we need. I hope that this information has been helpful to you today. And I really do appreciate you joining us for the Basic Money Matters show. All of our shows are broadcast on Hindsight Media Radio, where there is always something good to talk about. Give them a shout out. They're wonderful shows. And be sure to tune in for the next episode of Basic Money Matters. Thank you for joining.